Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. If you want to cook more at home, but don't want to spend all night doing it, this is the episode for you. Join me today as I speak with author Jenna Helwig. We'll discuss how to simplify dinner time so you can spend less time in the kitchen while still enjoying delicious meals. As I was flipping through Jenna's new cookbook, the chapter titles really resonated with me. They were titles such as Bare Minimum Time, 30 Minutes or Less, Bare Minimum Ingredients, 7 Ingredients or Less, Bare Minimum Hands-On Time, those were slow cooker and instant pot meals, Bare Minimum Cleanup, and Bare Minimum Sides. Jenna's advice for cooking is actually to do less, to pare back, to embrace some store-bought shortcuts, to eliminate fuss, and in the process, extra dirty dishes. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. It appears as though we're about 30, I think 31, away from 600 reviews on iTunes. I'd really love to hit that 600 number by the end of the year, which I don't want to necessarily say that's a goal, but it is a goal. So if you haven't left a rating yet, I would so love for you to do that. It shouldn't take more than 30 seconds. Now is the time where I usually talk to you guys about my minimalist moment of the week, and I will just briefly say that my intention this week is to get my bookshelf organized. I'll probably do an Instagram video just to show you I've gathered them all into the space upstairs, but I've really yet to go through them and pare down what I haven't read, what I never intend to read, so stay tuned for that. Sorry this is not very long-winded. I have been at my sister-in-law's wedding all weekend, so congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Rex. I'm so excited for them. And I'm very tired. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jenna Helwig. Jenna, thanks so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I just love your cookbook. I want to say that off the get-go. It is beautiful. It is really helpful. And I will say that sometimes I'm really overwhelmed by the number of ingredients in cookbooks. And I just felt like this was really accessible for me. So I can't wait to dive more into that, but I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's introduce you to the listeners. Tell me who you are and if you consider yourself a minimalist. Great. All right. So my name is Jenna Helwig and um, I live in Brooklyn, New York with my husband and my teenager. I was the food editor at Parents Magazine for many years, and now I am the food director at Real Simple Magazine, and I am also a cookbook writer. This is my fifth book. It's called Bare Minimum Dinners. I'm probably best known for my baby food cookbooks. I wrote a book called Baby Led Feeding and Real Baby Food, and I'm just super passionate about helping parents make food for their kids and for their family, but in a really low stress way. And so that was the idea behind bare minimum dinners is that, you know, making dinner shouldn't be stressful, at least most of the time. (laughs) And so do I consider myself a minimalist? I would say in many ways, yes. In some ways, no, but in many ways, yes. Um, I cannot stand clutter. Like that is something that I feel like is a constant for me. Like I'm always... I I want empty spaces in my life, whether that's on surfaces or, you know, in the closet. And we live in Brooklyn in a kind of smallish apartment. And my husband's always like, well, we have room on the wall right there. We could just put a table in there or some more shelves. And I'm like, no, let's just have empty space. It's kind of a miracle. Other parts of my life, I am not a minimalist, like in the kitchen. I have probably 75 different kinds of spices. 
but that's just the way it is. What got you into cooking? I mean, what you've obviously done this throughout your career, but was that something that you always loved to do? I was actually kind of a late bloomer when it came to cooking. I grew up in a household where we, you know, we ate dinner together every night, but it was very like suburban 1980s cooking, (laughs) you know, like lots of boxes and cans, uh, some of which I now fully embrace, but it was never, my parents weren't either, either of them were not like real serious cooks, but I always loved food. And it was actually after my baby was born that I really got into cooking because I wanted to make homemade baby food. And so I was like, all right, I got to figure out how to do this. And about a year later, I went to culinary school. So I was like, I want to do this for my job. Like, I love food. I want to just learn more about it. And so I really was a career changer. I was like in the TV business before that. And so I decided, no, I want to think about food all the time. And so that's what I've, what I've done. Well, that's really great. And again, what I like so much about your cookbook is that there aren't a ton of ingredients. And like I said, that's good for me because I'm not the best cook. And I like how you have these nine commandments of bare minimum dinners. And that's what we're actually going to be talking about today. So I want us to walk through these and you can expand on ones that you really are into and we'll just go through it. So what is the first commandment that you have? So the first one is to let go of ambition, at least some of the time. And this is something that has actually been, you know, a work in progress for me because I have been to culinary school. I am a food editor. So I realized I was putting a lot of pressure on myself, like coming home from work, I have to make this amazing dinner. But then I realized I really don't have to. And you don't either. And no one does. You know, if we want to on the weekends or when we have more time, put more effort and flair into it, great. But on a regular weekday basis, it does not need to be Instagram worthy or Pinterest perfect. It can be good enough. All right. What is number two? So number two is lean on ingredient all-stars. And now what I mean by that, ingredient all-stars are um, those ingredients that really can make food taste great. So I'm talking about things like Parmesan cheese or um, I love spicy things so like kimchi or hot sauce. Like what are those easy ingredients that's going to just kind of like pump up the taste of your food? You know, especially when you're making a meal that doesn't have that many ingredients, you need to make sure you find the ones that are going to give it some pop. Then the next commandment is kind of along the same lines because it says that is then lean harder. Like, so just to take the Parmesan cheese example, you know, at first I realized, well, you know, Parmesan, it's so good, but I'm just going to use a little. And then I was like, why am I only using a little? This is going to make it taste great. I'm going to use more. So just to be a little more lavish with those things that are going to pump up the flavor in a really easy, simple way. And I was going to say with kids, that's why you can adapt it to your children's preferences and your preferences. With basic foods, you can add and subtract. Absolutely. And you know, I think we're, I mean, we could have a whole other conversation about picky kids. I feel like so much of my career parents was talking about like how to help kids who are choosy and are learning how to eat. But I have no compunction about like having ketchup on the table. If that is going to make something taste more delicious to your, a family food that you're all eating tastes more delicious to your kid. 
great. You know, same if they want to sprinkle on a little more cheese, even a little salt. I think sometimes, I mean, parents can sometimes be a little nervous about giving their kids salt, but after your baby is no longer a baby, it's totally fine. And salt makes food taste better. It makes vegetables taste less bitter. So, you know, just anything you can do, even butter. Anyway, I'm all for food tasting great and letting kids appreciate that. Yeah. And again, that's going to help with them getting probably more nutritious foods anyways, because I think we can see certain things and be like, oh, that's semi-nutritious, but it, it oftentimes it has a lot of filler. And I'm like, I'd just rather give you broccoli covered butter because at least it's a healthy fat. Let's just move forward. <laughs> a thousand percent. I agree completely. All right. Which is kind of what brings us to the next commandment. And you say season to taste. So do you want to expand on that? Yes, absolutely. So one of the first things that you actually learn at culinary school is to taste your food and make sure that it tastes how you want it to taste. You know, I'm a recipe writer. I'm writing these recipes because this is how I like it and how my family likes it. But you might say, you know what? I want a little more salt on this, or I want a little more lemon. I really want to encourage people to just, you know, make food their own and just don't feel married to the recipe and just taste it and then say, "Mm, no, I'm going to add some sour cream to it or whatever it may be. Absolutely. So what's the fifth commandment? The fifth commandment is to shop smart. So as I have, you know, become busier and my friends have become busier, you know, I've realized that we're all should be or can be leaning more on supermarket ingredients. You know, I feel like I used to be more of a purist. Like I used to make my own marinara sauce all the time, which is great. And you can totally do that. But there's also really delicious marinara sauce that you can buy in a jar. And I just have no problem with that anymore. I also buy enchilada sauce. I will buy like a tikka masala sauce that my whole family loves. So good. Yes. Sometimes on the weekends, I'm like, sure, I want to dive into this project and make my own. But for most nights, I just feel no guilt about buying the sauces. And you shouldn't either. (laughs) Absolutely. And again, that's going to simplify probably the time. Maybe you do have more time on the weekend to create your own marinara sauce. But if you are, especially if you're a working mom and you don't have that evening time, just grab that jar, feel no regret and move forward. No regrets. Yes. All right. What's number six? So number six is it's about more than the food. You know, I do sometimes have to take a step back. And when I'm thinking about dinner, like as much as I want it to taste good and hopefully be healthy, you know, this dinner time is really about spending time together as a family for us. Um, For some people, maybe if they live alone, it's about just having that like quiet punctuation mark at the end of the day. So what this does, this takes a little bit of the pressure off me for what the actual meal is, because I remember, oh, that's, it's important, but it's not the most important part about this. The most important part is we're all sitting down together. We can have a chat, you know, we can have a conversation and feed ourselves, but it doesn't have to be picture perfect. Which also leads into your seventh commandment, which is be flexible. Be flexible. Absolutely. So I mentioned earlier in our conversation that I have like 75 spices in my uh, kitchen. I did not put all of those into this book, but I know that most people do not. And I really, you know, don't want people to feel constrained when they're looking at um, an ingredient list being like, oh, I don't have coriander, you know, 
first of all, you could probably just leave it out. (laughs) Second of all, if you have cumin and you know you like cumin, just use that instead. You know, elsewhere in the book, I talk about my cooking mantra, which is it's all going to be fine. And that's how I feel with this. If you don't have something or you don't like it, you don't have parsley to put on top. No big deal. It's totally fine. Yeah. And I like how you say to just Google a substitution. I had to do that with butter. I didn't have butter and coconut oil worked just great in my banana bread. Oh yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. What's number eight. We're almost there. Use every minute of prep time. So this is something that I really try to maximize. You know, even if I have seven minutes where the pasta is cooking, I'm like, all right, well, what can I do to get a head start on the next step? Or I empty the dishwasher or set the table, you know, I, cause I don't want to be in the kitchen all night. Right. Like I don't want to like have to spend so much time cleaning up. So I'm trying to clean up as I go using every second of that, maybe 30 minute block that I'm cooking to get stuff done so I can get in and out more quickly. Absolutely. That kind of goes along with my one minute rule that I always tell people about, which I stole from Gretchen Rubin. But just if you can get something done quickly, just do it then and do it there. And then it doesn't add up and be these minutes at the end of your day that you're wishing you would have just taken the time to do. Absolutely. I love that tip. And I think that goes, especially in the kitchen. Yeah. All right. What is the final commandment? The final commandment is to enjoy the process or don't. (laughs) I feel like I've read, you know, a lot of books and even magazine articles that are like, make cooking fun, turn on music, drink some wine. And I'm like, some nights I can do that, but other nights it is just not fun. And I feel like it's okay. I just want to tell people it's okay. If you don't love to cook dinner every night, you're busy and you've got little kids and, but you got to feed them. (laughs) And so don't put pressure on yourself to a cook and b always have fun cooking. It's fine. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, as I said, I think this list is really great and it does take the pressure off of us to feel like it has to be Pinterest perfect. And especially if we're not, again, I don't love to cook. I, I, it's not fun for me. So I think that your book was really good for me to just read through and give me that confidence, but where can listeners find a copy of it if they want to grab their own? Yes. So, um, you can find bare minimum dinners on Amazon or Barnes and Noble in the bookstores and on the website. You can also go to my website to look for links. It's jennahillwig.com. It's at Target. Anyway, it's all over. So I hope you find it and like it. I will also say, since we're on a minimalist podcast, obviously I want people to buy it. But, you know, I think that if you want to test drive it, look at the library too. You know, people often tag me on Instagram. They've checked out my books and they're like, I love it. Now I'm going to buy it great. Um, but go to the library. They have great cookbooks. Okay. So I didn't message this to you and I don't know if you listen, but I usually wrap up the conversation and I ask the guests two questions. So if you want to answer these, you can, the first one is what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA what is your minimalist moment of the week? Ah, my minimalist moment of the week. This is very practical thing, um, that I just know I have to get done this week is our medicine cabinets. Like I have like two or I have two medicine cabinets and I realized like probably half of those things are expired and I just have a lot of junk in there and it's starting to make me uncomfortable, (laughs) which is what happens when I have too much stuff. So that is my weekend project is I'm going to go through our medicine cabinets, clean them out and organize. Well, especially going into fall and winter, I feel like going back to school and starting that cold flu season, it's like, 
I want to have things easily accessible that I know like this goes to my baby, my toddler, this goes to my six-year-old. These are where the band-aids are. We have newest born, like just really clearing and getting it right. A thousand percent. In fact, just last week I had to go out and buy a calamine lotion because I didn't have any. And I was like, wait, how do I not have any of this? So taking stock and having the basics is important there too. Absolutely. All right. My last question, and this doesn't have to necessarily be in regards to minimalism, but I always ask people, what is something that you can't stop talking about? So it could just be some silly Netflix show that you love to watch. So I just finished this book that I actually have been telling everyone about. It's called Mm -hmm. Great Circle, and it's written by Maggie Shipstead. It's a novel, and I will tell you, it seems overwhelming because it's kind of huge. (laughs) It's like 500 pages, Um, and it took me a while to read. Like, I, you know, I have 20 minutes a day to read, but it is one of those rare novels that is both, like, so well-written, but also a page-turner, and you just, like, get into it, and you're in this whole other world. It's about, like, a a female aviator in the 1940s. And it's just, I don't know, it just took me away from myself for a while. And I really, really loved it and highly recommend. Great circle. I'm going to add it to my Goodreads right now. So oh, good. It's really, really great. Cool. Well, I'll add all of that to the show notes. And thank you again for coming on the podcast today and sharing your commandments with us. I hope that it allows women to just feel a little bit more of a relief when they get into the kitchen each night. So thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. It was so great to talk to you. What did you think of the episode? Are you someone that likes to take your time and take it slow and enjoy that glass of wine and some music? Like I said, cooking is not my strong suit and I want to just get in and get out. So I love the idea of fewer ingredients, less time, store-bought marinara if I can. It all sounds good to me, but I'd love to know your thoughts. So I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalismomspodcast.com and there you'll find the links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.